الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن محمدا عبده ورسوله قال الله تعالى أنف لاميم أحسب الناس أن يتركوا أن يقولوا آمنا وهم لا يفتنون صدق الله العظيم Most respected ulama, elders and brothers in Islam and mothers and sisters that may be listening from home Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh we begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our master, our cherisher, our nourisher, our sustainer, our provider. And we send the choicest of salutations upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Many times in life, we have certain challenges, certain difficulties, certain decisions that we need to make. We may find ourselves at a crossroads, sometimes with regards to our deen, sometimes with regards to our dunya. And then very often, after we have made a certain decision and gone in a certain direction, and things do not always turn out as we had expected, we become despondent, we become depressed, we despair and particularly we begin to despair in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person is trying out a particular business venture and for some reason it does not work out and the business fails and he now becomes despondent. He becomes depressed. A person is seeking a marriage proposal and there is a particular person or a family that he wishes to get married into and he does everything within his power and the marriage or the proposal is not accepted. Or a person has a daughter and many years are going by and a suitable proposal is not coming forward and the person begins to feel depressed. Or a person is in a marriage and the marriage does not work out and it ends in divorce. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect each and every one of us. Or in another situation, a person loses a loved one, a child, a parent. A person experiences some sickness. And as a result of this, this person becomes depressed. And he begins to lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now the reality of the pattern of life is such that we will be tested we will have difficult decisions that we need to make. Sometimes with regards to our businesses, sometimes with regards to our children. And different types of challenges will come upon us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that Hasiban nas that does mankind believe that they will be left alone after they have brought iman and they will not be tested in any way. Certainly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that certainly he has tested those that have gone before us. So tests, trials, challenges, difficulties, 
considerations, this is a part of life. But Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has given us a beautiful five-point plan that we can implement in our lives, that we should bring within ourselves when we come to these difficult challenges and difficult decisions and even our day-to-day affairs. It is an all-encompassing set of advices that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has shared with us that teaches us what foundations we need to have what effort we need to make in the direction that we wish to go towards, how and whom we should seek assistance from, and how we should deal with the outcome of the situation, whether it is favorable or unfavorable according to us. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentions, Al-Mu'minul Qawiyyu khayrun wa ahabbu ilallahi min al-mu'minid da'if. A strong believer is better and more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than a weak believer. Ulama explained that here, the primary indication is towards the strength of one's iman, not necessarily one's physical strength. That is, a person that has got strong iman is better than that person that has got weak iman and is more beloved in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So from this we understand that the foundation of all our activities needs to be building a very strong foundation of iman. This is our first priority. That when our iman is strong, then all of these advices that will follow, all of the challenges that we may face in life, they will become easy for us to overcome because we have a strong foundation of iman. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam also mentions that in both of them is goodness. So it does not mean that if we are still on this journey of building our iman, that we are useless, that we have no value in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not at all. In each one of them, there is goodness. A person that has iman is very great in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we need to remember and we need to recognize that. But when we bring the strength of this iman in our hearts, then it becomes easy for us to follow that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has asked us to follow. And it becomes easy for us to stay away from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has asked us to stay away from. The definition of which is taqwa. And we have passed through these blessed days. In these days we recite takbir, we glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we bring the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our lives. We have just offered qurbani, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that taqwa minkum. The objective of this qurbani is the taqwa from the side of the person that is offering the sacrifice. Our Hazrat Rahmatullahi Alayhi mentions with regards to this topic of tafweer, resigning ourselves to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he puts forth an example that is shared by Mawlana Jalaluddin Rumi rahimahullah. And that is of the court of Sultan Mahmud. And in his court he had approximately 65 ministers. And he had given them a test. He had given them an instruction that this is a priceless gem of mine. This is a priceless, uh, 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 valuable stone. I want you 
to smash it to pieces. And each, of one, each one of them refused, saying that this is too valuable to smash into pieces. So the Sultan then called one of his most favorite courtiers, Ayaz, and he said to him that, I give you this instruction, smash this priceless gem into pieces. And without hesitation, he smashed it into pieces. So he then says to his courtiers, that look at this courtier of mine, this minister of mine, this advisor of mine, this person, that without hesitation, he smashed the stone to pieces. Ask him why. So Ayaz then responds and he says, that I have done this, because on the one hand I had the royal decree, and on the other side I had the priceless value of this gem. When I put these two together, the royal decree is more important to me, the command of my beloved is more important to me than the priceless value of this precious stone. And from here, Hazrat Rahmatullahi Ali says that we take an, uh, uh, an advice and we take an ibrah, a lesson, that we have many desires within our hearts. These are those gems. But we have the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the other side. And we need to crush the desires of our nafs. We need to crush the desires of our heart. And in doing so, just like Ayaz attained the love and the closeness of his master, of his king, so too will we attain the muhabbat and the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the first building block that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is advising us towards is to build and to ensure that we have a strong foundation of iman. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions, ihris ala ma yanfa'uk. That exert yourself. Go towards that which is of benefit to you. Now in life, whether it is our deen and whether it is our dunya, our activities can be put into three categories. Those things that are of benefit to us, those things that are harmful to us, and those things that are neither beneficial nor harmful. And this is both with regards to our deen and our dunya. There are certain actions with regards to our deen which are beneficial to us, certain things that will be harmful to our deen, and there are certain things which if we engage in, it's not going to be beneficial, nor is it going to be harmful. Now the benchmark that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is putting forth to us, is that we should exert ourselves, and we should give preference towards those things that are going to be of benefit to us. Whether it is our deen, whether it is, whether it is our dunya. And of course, the converse is true, that we should be staying away from those things that are going to be harmful to us. Certain things are beneficial to our deen and our dunya. Other things are, are harmful to both our deen and our dunya. And then certain things may be outwardly beneficial towards our dunya, but they are harmful towards our deen. In that case, priority must always be given to our deen. And then there are many things that we engage in, which are neither beneficial to our deen, nor our dunya, and we are encouraged to stay away from those things. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions in another hadith, مِنْ حُسْنِ الْإِسْلَامِ الْمَرْءِ تَرْكُهُ مَا لَا A famous hadith, that from amongst the beauty of the Islam of a person, is that he stays away from that which does not concern him. 
One of the explanations of this is those things, la ya'ni, neither beneficial to us in this dunya, nor in the akhirah, nor perhaps harmful to us, we should try and stay away from those things. And unfortunately today, with the types of media and entertainment, social media, that all of us, it's, it's difficult for anybody to stay away from it, illa Allah. All of us are engaged in it. And although we initially may engage in it for some beneficial purpose, perhaps to communicate with someone, perhaps to learn something, perhaps to pass on an important message, but inevitably, these platforms are engineered to grab and attract our attention and take us away from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala initially with those things that are permissible then towards those things that are neither harmful nor permissible and ultimately we end up in a situation where all of our time goes towards those things that are impermissible there are so many people that complain that they do not have time in the day to do those things that are required of them they do not have time to see to their children, they do not have time to play and uh, make the tarbiyah of their children, they do not have time to visit their parents. But on the other hand, you find that these very same people, and all of us are guilty, will while away hours upon hours on social media. They will be scrolling through TikTok, they will be scrolling through Instagram for hours and hours. So my respected friends and elders, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is advising us that exert yourself towards those things that are going to be of benefit to you. And then the third advice, وَاسْتَعِنْ billah. Seek your assistance in your matters from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Bring this recognition and, and this understanding in our hearts that nobody can assist us, nobody can benefit us except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The hadith of Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu anhuma, he was a young boy, and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is making his tarbiyah, approximately nine years of age. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is giving him advices, and from amongst the advices, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam says that, وَإِذَا سَأَلْتَ فَاسْأَلِ اللَّهِ That when you ask of anyone, first ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in these matters that we may have, in these challenges that we may experience in our lives, these crossroads that we may be at, we should be seeking our assistance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you are seeking assistance, seek assistance from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And know very well that if the entire world had to get together and attempt to benefit you in any way, they will not be able to benefit you in the least except that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for you. Benefit and harm is only from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And know very well, Rasulullah mentions, that if the entire world had to come together to try and harm you, they would not be able to harm you in the least except to that extent that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written that harm for you. So our seeking needs to be primarily from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We make use of the means, we do what is required of us. We exert ourselves towards that which is going to be beneficial to us. In this road that we are traversing, ulama explained that we will make tadbir, that we would use the means, the appropriate means within the confines of the Qur'an and the sunnah to achieve our desired objective. But we will also make tafweev, we will hand our matter over to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
and we will seek our assistance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We find that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it comes in a hadith that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught the Sahaba radiallahu anhum the procedure and the method and the dua of istikhara like he taught it, he taught them the surahs of the Quran in Majid. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions that when you have any matter that you require guidance on, you require assistance on, then perform two rakats of nafil salah, and then recite this dua of istikhara. And our ulama explained that it doesn't have to be with the salah. If a person does not have the time or the ability, then just if he makes this dua, and if we make this dua in Arabic or in English, whatever is according to our ability, but we seek the assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Time does not permit us to go into the details of this dua, but it is such a powerful, such a powerful dua. Go and open and search the translation of this dua and look at the beauty and the comprehensive nature of this dua. We are seeking goodness from the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are seeking uh, uh, ability and assistance from the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are recognizing and we are seeking from the great bounty and virtue of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we are asking Him that in this matter, whether it is good for our deen, our dunya, our akhirah, then make it easy for us and bless us in it. And if it is harmful to one of these things, then keep us away from it and keep it away from us. What a beautiful dua that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us. So, وَاسْتَعِينَ billah That we seek assistance only from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَا تَعْجِزْ And we should not become weak. We should not become lax. We should not take our foot off the pedal in whichever direction we are traversing. This is a beautiful advice from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And it highlights to us that we need to do everything within our power and within the confines of the sharia to achieve our objective. We should not be simply sitting back and expecting certain things to fall within our laps. And then if the incorrect outcome comes to us, we then say, no, this is a matter of taqdeer. Hazrat Rahmatullahi Ali brings an example and he mentions that on one occasion a very, uh, a father got his very young daughter married to a very old man. Of course, there was no compatibility in that marriage. And then there were lots of difficulties and challenges in the marriage. And the person brought the case forward, the father brought the case forward to Hazrat Mona Ashraf Ali Tanvi rahimahullah. So Hazrat rahimahullah, he asked the father, that where was your intelligence in getting such an old man married to your very young daughter? You could have known that there was going to be no compatibility in this marriage. So the father then responds that Hazrat, this was taqdeer. This was taqdeer. So Hazrat Tanvi rahimahullah became very upset. And he said that you are making a mistake. You are doing the incorrect thing. And then you are blaming Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. So respected friends and elders, when we do or we chart a course, we go in a particular direction, we need to make sure that we take the appropriate means to achieve our outcome. This is the advice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then the final advice in this five point plan, after you have done all of these things, after you have strengthened the foundation of your iman, after you have occupied yourself with that, with that which is going to be beneficial towards you, after you have sought 
the assistance and the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After you have prevented yourself from becoming weak and taking your foot off the pedal and you have persisted in whichever direction a person is trying to find a job and he's not just going to send his CV out to one company. He needs to send it out to several companies. He needs to be out there making the effort in the right direction. If he sits back in his home and he waits for a job to come to him and then he says that nothing, nothing is coming to him, then he has not conducted himself in the manner that is required. So after you have done all of this, then in asabaka shay, then if anything afflicts you after that, if the wrong outcome in the direction that you were hoping does not materialize, then you should not say, if I had done this and if I had done that, the outcome would have been different. Now you have adopted all the means that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has advised you with. Rather you should say that this was now the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does as He pleases. Because if you use this word, if, if I had done this, if I had done that, if I had found a different spouse, if I had found a different uh, husband for my daughter, if I had applied to a different company, if I had engaged my business in a different way. After you have made all the correct effort, if you continue to say if, then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentions that this is opening the doors for the actions of shaitan. This is what shaitan is now coming in and prompting you that if this happened and if that happened, and that is when we begin to become depressed we begin to become despondent, and most importantly, we begin to despair in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So respected friends and elders, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given us a beautiful five-point plan that we can adopt in different affairs in our lives. Whether it is our deen or it is our dunya, we adopt this in our life, and inshallah we will see the blessings and the benefits that come out from adopting this all-encompassing advice. Firstly, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions to us that you should build your foundation of iman. A strong believer is more beloved and he is better in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than a weak believer, but there is good in both of them. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions that after you have done that, occupy yourself with that which is of benefit to you. Don't waste your time in those things that are going to be harmful to you or even those things that are neither of benefit nor of harm to you. And then you should seek your assistance from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you should not take your foot off the pedal, you should not become weak. And after you have adopted all of this, whatever the outcome is, then you should accept this as the decree from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Respected friends and elders, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been so kind to us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been so merciful to us. Whenever we experience any difficulty, whenever we experience something that has not turned out in the direction that we had hoped for it to turn out towards, then we should remember the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. Murana Rumi rahimahullah brings the example of Luqman, the wise, and he says that Luqman alayhi salam had been given so many bounties from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And although he was a slave of his master, he was under the care of somebody, the master had a lot of love for him. And very often the master would actually, when he had something to eat, he would present it first 
to Luqman السلام, and then only would he partake of it. Such was the love that the master had for the servant. So on one occasion, he had a melon and the master sliced the melon and he gave pieces of the melon to Luqman السلام, to eat. And he was eating it and he was relishing the melon and he was eating it with such joy. And then when there was just one piece that was left, the master then decided to partake of that melon. And the moment he put it in his mouth, he realized that this is so bitter. And he became very surprised and he said to Luqman السلام, that how were you relishing this melon with so much of joy? Yet it is absolutely bitter. So the response of Luqman was that my master, you give me so many bounties, benefits, so many blessings all the time I enjoy from your side. What is it if I exercise a little bit of patience on this small amount of bitterness that I am experiencing on this melon? So in the same way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with so many bounties, so many blessings. Each one can look into his own life. If there is a little challenge that we experience, we should turn our attention to the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq to understand. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alam.